If you think you have good hearing, raise your hand. Man, <laughs> people don't have good hearing. I better get closer to this mic. <laughs> now, if you were one of those who did raise your hand, and you're married, would your spouse say you have good hearing? You children who raise your hand, would your parents or teachers say that you have good hearing? You know, sound can penetrate the eardrums, but I'm afraid many times that sound goes in one ear and right out the other. We can hear the sound, but we don't always listen. We don't always pay close attention. We don't always take it to heart. Let me add one more. Would God say that you have good hearing? You know, I'm afraid many times we Christians hear God's word that is preached and taught, but we really don't listen closely. We don't really pay close attention to it. So again, in many times, in one ear and out the other. Well, in this account before us with uh, Peter and Jesus, I would like to have you reevaluate your hearing as we examine the, examine the question, how well do you listen to Jesus? How well do you listen to him when he tells you to follow him and to put your trust in him? And how well do you listen to him when he tells you to go fishing? You know, Jesus had just begun his public ministry, uh, preaching and teaching along with performing some miracles, including a recent one, healing Peter's mother-in-law who had a, a severe uh, fever. But crowds of people just gathered around him wherever he went. And in our account, the, the crowd got so large, he asked Peter, who had just finished washing his nets after a long night of unsuccessful fishing, to take his boat out a little bit offshore so the people could hear him better. Well, the tired Peter listened to Jesus and did as he said. Little did Peter know that this was the day God was, Jesus was going to call him to be one of his disciples. And notice how Jesus did it. He didn't put a, an ad in the local newspaper stating that he wanted disciples. If interested, put, fill in a resume stating why you thought you were qualified. No, he called his disciples by simply preaching and teaching the message of sin and grace, the message that he had come to live and die to pay for the sins of the world. He called them by inviting them to come and follow him. And you know, when you think about it, that's how he's called you and me to be his disciples. He invited to be his disciples through the waters of holy baptism when God created faith in our hearts. And ever since then, Every contact that we've had with God's word, whether it be here in church, or at home, or in Sunday school, or at our, our Zion school, or Lutheran high schools, or Lutheran colleges, Jesus invites us to follow him. Well, when Jesus was uh, finished preaching, uh, Peter took him into shore, thinking that now he could go home and get some much needed sleep. But to his surprise, Jesus gave him another command. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Can you imagine the look on Peter's face? 
Here was Peter, a full-time, experienced fisherman, getting some seemingly horrible advice from someone who was not a fisherman. Anyone who knew anything about fishing knew that you didn't go out in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the day, and let down your nets. It would be just a waste of time. You put your nets down along the shoreline at night when the fish came into shallower water. Didn't make any sense. And yet, look how Peter responded. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Peter wasn't real excited about it. I'm sure he didn't think it was going to work. But because Jesus said so, he listened and did it. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Jesus always heard those same words coming from our mouths? Lord, I don't understand how hearing your word that never changes and receiving Holy Communion that never changes strengthens and keeps me in my faith. But because you say so, I will regularly hear and I will regularly partake. Lord, I know you have told me to be kind, loving, and, and patient with other people, but it's not always easy. And sometimes I admit I don't want to. But because you have said so, I will try harder. Lord, my marriage is kind of rocky now, and it would be much easier uh, to call it quits. But because you hate divorce, I will try to be a more patient, loving, and unselfish spouse. Lord, you have said that you will work out all things, no matter what happens to me, for my good. But I don't see how the sudden death of my loved one, or me being diagnosed with cancer, can be for the good of me or anyone else. But because you say so, I will put my trust in you. Lord, you have said that you hear and answer every prayer, but it doesn't seem like it right now. But because you say so, I will trust you. Lord, you have said that you will give me strength for any situation that I'm dealing with. And the one that I'm dealing with is starting to overwhelm me. But because you say so, I will believe and put my trust in you. Lord, it doesn't make sense to me that I cannot do anything to make you love me more. That I can't do anything to earn forgiveness or salvation. That you say that these are just free gifts from you through faith. But because you say so, I will trust you. My friends, when you are going through some stressful struggles and problems in life, how well do you listen to Jesus? Do you say to him, because you say so, I will follow and put my trust in you? I'm afraid we often don't. Which does, doesn't make what we're going through easier or better. In fact, it makes it harder. 
We need to remember that when we listen to Jesus, and who calls us out to put our trust and confidence in him and to follow him, he will not let us down. He keeps every promise he makes and will bless our lives in the way that he knows is best for us. And look what happened to Peter when he listened. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them out. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. What a miracle. A miracle that you think would have made Peter jump up and down with joy and excitement. But just the opposite happened. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Peter now knew without a doubt that he was in the presence of the Son of God, the promised Messiah, the one who could look into the dark recesses of his heart and soul. Peter had never felt so unworthy in his life, and, and his sins made him feel so bad, he couldn't stand to be in Jesus' presence. And if we had been in Peter's sandals, with God right in front of us, the holy God who, who looks straight into our hearts and knows and sees every sinful thought, word, and deed, who knows all the times that we haven't listened to him or taken his words to heart, all the times we didn't have the attitude, because you say so, I will, I will do it. Would we have been excited or happy? I don't think so. We too would have fallen to our knees, feeling miserable and terrified, confessing our complete unworthiness, just like Peter did. And look how a loving Savior responded. Don't be afraid. He didn't say to Peter, get out of my sight, you unworthy and sinful creature. No, instead, he told Peter, I know you're a sinner, but I have not come to condemn you. I have come to save you and to cover your unworthiness and your filth of sin with my white robe of righteousness. So don't be afraid. What compassion and love Jesus showed Peter. And then Jesus told Peter he had work for him to do. From now on, you will fish for people. Peter's day of fishing in a boat for a living were done. He was now going to throw out a different net. The net of the gospel that tells people that Jesus was there to live and die to pay for their sins and that whoever believes in him will be saved. Peter would be fishing for souls. And my friends, having shown us the same love and compassion, Jesus also gives you and me the command to go fishing. To go fishing for souls for Christ. And there are a lot of fish out there in Columbus and throughout the world. Many of them right now heading for the frying pan of hell. That's why we need to go fishing. And how exactly do we do that? Well, we go fishing and throw the net out by generously supporting the work of the gospel ministry so that we can continue to feed the faith of our Zion people in church and in our school with the food of the gospel. 
to reach out with the gospel to people in our community and to support the work of our synod in training young men and women to be pastors and teachers, to send out missionaries to places where we cannot go. We go fishing when we as parents bring up our children in God's word. When we encourage some of our young men and women to become full-time pastors and teachers, full-time fishermen, full-time fisherwomen. We go fishing when we invite the, the new neighbor or co-worker to church, or when we talk to a family member or friend who has fallen away from their savior. We go fishing when we pray for our pastors and teachers and our missionaries asking God to give them the courage to boldly and clearly preach the message of sin and grace in all its truth and purity. God has put us here at Zion for a reason. And that reason is because there's a lot of fish out there. Fish that are slowly dying without Jesus. And that's why Jesus calls each one of us to go fishing. My friends, Jesus calls out to us to listen to him, to follow him, to trust in him, and to serve. And the only way we will have the desire and the courage to do that is through the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, using the gospel and word and sacraments. So once again, I ask you this question, how well do you listen to Jesus? When Jesus tells you to follow him, to put your trust in him. When Jesus tells you to go fishing, I pray that you listen closely, attentively, regularly, and take those words to heart. Because when you listen to Jesus, and I mean truly listen to him, it will bring countless blessings to your life here on earth and blessings to those who are around you. But even more importantly, it will bring, bring blessings for all eternity as you enjoy life, eternal life, with your Savior Jesus who calls out to you to follow him. Amen.